Uh, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. It is Thursday afternoon, roughly between the hours of 12 and 2. Thusly, here we are once again. Checking out the chat, it appears it's just me and G. So is anyone else coming to the show today? It's always a no! Yeah, I didn't think so. That's cool. In case you're wondering, I came in early to actually get my always a no button back. And uh, it worked, actually, which is unusual, because normally it's... Uh... It's always a no! Yeah, man, Jimmy getting it right again. <laughs> We're going to talk about the uh, show this past Friday night, and what a, just a fantastic job uh, Craving did, and some of the other performers as well, right? We're going to get to all that? It's always a no! Yeah, probably. <laughs> I wonder if I should just combine those two sounds now and just save myself the trouble. So how's everybody doing? Everybody doing all right? All right. It's Thursday. Thursday, it's officially in the summer. It is uh, officially July. July 14th. Did I say Thursday? It's Thursday. It's Thursday. It's July 14th. And uh, summer's definitely kicking in. I actually spent most of yesterday saying uh, and scheduling appointments. Yesterday and... Wait, today's Thursday. So Tuesday and Wednesday... Saying uh, yes and scheduling appointments for for most of July because July is like my quietest month if you can believe that. Um, so I was just making some appointments and that was that was really good. It felt really good to actually say yes to a bunch of things. Like I've had I have some meetings that I had to schedule for sure, uh, but I've got you know a hang or two that I've wanted to get to uh, for quite a while. And also uh, I've been asked to be I've been uh, Jackie Raven who runs the. Um, runs her own show here on New Regal Radio has been asking me and I feel horrible because she's she's great she's just a great person she's a great DJ she's a great host and I love being on her show and she's asked me probably no less than 755,000 times to do another interview and I've just been way too busy so she asked me yesterday and I was like yeah absolutely I can totally do this let's schedule it right now in July and we did so I'm going to be on her show at the end of July which is great and it was funny. I was like, how much, you know, how much time do you want to schedule? And she was like, oh, I don't know, like maybe 15 minutes. And I just laughed. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Jackie and I will do 15 minutes before we even get to the interview. Like, it's not even, it's going to be like, it's like, and DJ's on. And then like, oh, no, that's 15 minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> it'll be, uh, it'll be good times. But I'll let you know when that's going to air uh, on Jackie's show, which is, uh, later today, right? It's uh, Thursdays. It's after my show. Not directly. It's uh, I believe it's us. I believe it's the box. Then uh, getting squatchy, squatchy, uh, and then I think Jackie's show is after that. Uh, I I should know this, but I'm really just. It's been a morning, man. I've been <laughs> I've been fighting all morning uh, in in corporate America, which is just. It is just so bananas how bad corporate America really is. And I forgot. Well, you know what? I take that back. I didn't even forget. I just, I stepped outside of corporate America for a very long time. So I didn't, I didn't really have to bother. I kind of just did my own thing. And now I haven't jumped fully back in, but I've got at least a, a toe uh, up to my knee in uh, for, for, uh, for, wait, I'm being distracted by the, by the chat. I want to be interviewed. Uh, wait. Yeah, no, we'll have gee, we'll have you on. Uh, actually, we'll probably we'll, we'll probably interview you after you move. Like that'll actually make even more sense. Uh, and then because uh, I think we could do like an in depth, like what it looks like when uh, 
G moves. Like we should do a uh, like a movie of that. Like I'd watch that. I mean, I wouldn't watch all of it. I'd honestly, I'd watch the trailer. For that. <laughs> but maybe uh, I'm gonna start interviews back up probably in like August. I actually talked to. Um, Arlene over at uh, WTF Promotion, and I owe Tori a message back too. Did um, you do that? I've really been. I really, like I said, like I've really been. This has probably been the busiest I've ever been in, like that I can recall. Like the busiest, speaking for a couple reasons. One, I have too much to do. I have too much complicated stuff to do, and I'm just like I've been saying it for weeks. Like I feel like I'm just kind of slowing down a little bit, and a lot of it's motivational, right? Like if you just don't want to do the stuff you don't want to do, then you know it's harder to get stuff done like you know you're way more motivated to like go get a cup of coffee than you are for like hey i'm gonna go paint the living room like i, I mean i am i don't know i can't speak for anybody else i can barely speak for myself but i know i know that uh that that's that's kind of that so let's do a little bit of housekeeping shall we um hey oh there's a new episode of the top 20 out uh that's from last week and the uh descriptor on that is this week dj wants you to know the real facts about why we won the war of independence and the succeeding actions of the thinking class right just talking about all those stupid posts like you know the only reason we're celebrating today is because we were armed not true and stupidly not true by the way like i've seen some outlandish shit i actually commented on something and i just just told myself i was going to stop doing that but like i just like yeah all right so you might start seeing this, and the. By the way, just honestly, stay off Facebook. It is such a cesspool of right wing and just stupidity, like nonsense at this point. Like maybe all the liberals just don't like friend me because I just I don't see as much. But as far as I'm aware, most liberals that I kind of associate with like just aren't on anymore. Like they just they just don't go on Facebook, and they're definitely following like my kind of path. Like they're just they're, they can't be bothered, or they just unfriend everybody, and maybe I get caught up in that. I don't know. I don't know, but the last one I saw was just like the most disingenuous, and I called it out for being disingenuous because it was just ridiculous. Because uh, somebody had posted, somebody who I talked to regularly and used to have some respect for, actually said, like, posted like a Fox News thing that Fox News is complaining about how these rapid, because gas prices are coming down, right? Like, it's it's exactly what everybody said. Like, you know, supply would come in, demand would go down, and gas prices fall. It's exactly what everybody predicted was going to happen. Um, so, I mean, it's going to go, probably going to spike again a little bit in the summer because it's the heavy travel time, but it'll start coming down. But they're, so they're coming down very rapidly, and Fox News is actually complaining about how bad this is for small gas station companies because they have to buy it for like $4. They don't really, but let's say they have to buy it for like $4 a gallon on Monday, and then it drops 50 cents. Now it's only worth three fifty on on Tuesday. Like, yeah, man, that happens, but most people build in stuff like that, and they also have something called forecasting which if you're making those kinds of mistakes, you really shouldn't be in business. But here's the disingenuous part, and this is the part that actually made me comment. Because you know what happens like on the other side of that? You know what happens with rapidly rising gas prices? Let's see if we can all figure that out for a second. I'll wait. Okay. Now remember, when rapidly decreasing prices, people are saying that like, okay, well, I paid too much for gas on this day, but now it's worth this, so I have to sell it. First of all, you don't have to sell it cheaper. You can just keep it high until you run out if you want. You know, a lot of a lot of places do that. But on the other side of it, let's say it was three fifty on Monday, and now you bought three, you know, a million gallons at three dollars and fifty cents, but now gas prices are four dollars. You know what you do? 
you charge $4 on those rapidly inflating gas prices. It was the most ridiculous post from somebody, again, like, he's kind of like a libertarian, so I'm interested in what he has to say. But, like, when you just say such stupid, stupid stuff and half the information, like, and try and, like, persuade us, like, this is exactly what the Republican noise machine does. It's why it's called the Republican noise machine. Like, they just scream these half facts and half truths. It's like literally like that whole thing and my cousin Vinny is like, well, your case is this thin, but, you know, they'll show it to you like this, but if they show it to you in the right way, like, you'll see just how thin it is, and I can't do it. I'll probably sit on the playing card. But anyway, I suck, and my metaphors suck, too. So, But it was just so ridiculous, and I'm like, dude, what is wrong with you? Like, what? Like, you know better than this. Like, this is not even, like, me being smart. This is me being like, Dirt. Like, what do you think happened on the other side of the mountain, dummy? But no one wants to listen to me. Also on that, uh, also on last week's show, the DMV of Dante's Inferno. Tony spending a lot of time bending down. How to get your dog in the car? Road trip. Uh, great roundup trip to Wyoming. Ball, Team Fiona. Also uh, this week, the full interview with Tyler from Mystery Schools on Bacon is My Podcast, uh, as opposed to on my show, because I'm not doing interviews right now. The Forever Came Calling Band, which I've never heard of, and The Gun Show. Uh, those are the seven questions from So What Fest, so check that. Yeah, they're still milking that So What Fest. Like, Bacon is My Podcast, like, they are the Costco of interviews from the So What Fest. That's what I'm doing. Did you guys have a good time down there? I don't think that's true. I think you probably had a good time. Did you guys get enough interviews? Yeah, that could be. (laughs) Uh, Where is everyone today? I feel like the chat is very empty. I mean, G's here, and I'm here. But other than that, the chat seems empty. 99WNRR. I guess everyone's on summer vacation. I actually sent an email to a company... My earbuds, my earplugs, sorry, not buds, my earplugs that they wear on stage now, the minuendos, which I love, by the way. Uh, they're a Norwegian company, and I've been having problems with, like, the magnetic strip came off of one of them, and the replacement just broke. It broke uh, Saturday at the Queen's Rock Fest, which was a hell of a lot of fun, and thank you, everybody, that came out to that. That was cool. I definitely appreciate you. Wah. Um, excuse me for being gross. Um... Oh, yeah, so they broke again. So I sent the CEO an email because I actually have his contact email. Like, that's the kind of company they are. And it was great because he's like, oh, yeah, you know, he's like, it's definitely covered. You know, if you want to, you just want your money back, I can facilitate that too. But in his signature, it's like, it's so awesome. Like, Europe is so much better than us, like, by a lot. Um, So in his signature, it's like, uh, July is vacation season in Norway and for me also. So I'll be slow getting back on emails. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, I like that Europe takes, like, July and August. Like, I guess, like, Scandinavia takes off July and, like, France takes off August. Because I've never been to France. I've never been to Europe. Um, But I, you know, like, it's, you know, famously, like, people just scatter in the summer, right? Because they just take, like, nine weeks of vacation because they're European and they value, like, fun and leisure as opposed to hard work, like, uh, or not hard work, but just work like we do. Wouldn't you rather work than, like, just go on vacation? It's always a no! Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> Well, now that people are showing up in the chat, it's time to end the show. All right, well, thank you, everybody. I guess we'll do this again next week. Kidding, kidding. <laughs> Sorry I was working. <laughs> what kind of shit is that? We're talking about vacations, damn it. Can't come in here with working... 
Nom de plumes. Right? It's always a no. Yeah. I gotta figure out how to keep that on here. I don't know how to do that, but I'll figure it out. At least I have the bed this time. That's that's how cool I am. Um so what is it gonna be? Oh, yeah. But it's so funny. So, like, I got that response back, actually, from that dude. But the the American company, the American distributor, has yet to actually respond. Like, like the CEO of this small company in Norway has responded to my information. And I didn't even request anything from him. I was just letting him know. And I sent him a picture, like, hey, man, this thing just fell apart, like, in my ear. So, uh, And then Soundbrenner has just decided to basically just not even bother answering my request. So now I'm at the stage because I sent it to him Sunday, which I understand doesn't really count. So I waited till Wednesday, like 48 hours. That's fine. Hey, I didn't get a response. So now I'm just doing it every day. Like, hey, another day has gone by. Another response not gotten. Like, are you going to uh, you gonna take care of this problem? It's always a no! All right, that's the Sam Brunner models. The American way. Like seriously, like what what slogan should we go with? Make make America great again? Probably not. You know what the American slogan should be? It's always a no. Yeah, man. And I think I got it. I think I know a guy. We can get a deal on the rights for that. But um, uh, what was I guess I don't know. Probably something important. I've been fighting with corporate America all morning. Covered that. Uh, it's not that I'm unprepared. I'm just, you know, not totally prepared. And that's okay. Uh, something. This is a good use of our time, isn't it? It's always a no! <laughs> I'm gonna get it done. Alright, so, um... So, yeah. So, it was funny. Um, I was saying that we had back-to-back shows, um this past weekend and then we were going to take a little bit of a break and it was so funny because I guess it was like Tuesday morning I got offered another show and I'm like really should take this show and I'm like no you said you weren't going to take this show don't take this show you know what you know what your motto should be it's always a no shouldn't always be a no but it's sometimes a no sometimes yeah yeah everybody (laughs) I'm going to have to Jimmy, get on that. You got a sometimes, sometimes a note coming up. Like, what's what's the what are we doing? Like, is, does it sound good? Unplugged. Like, I need sometimes a note. It's always a no. All right, I'll work on that. In my free time. Um, but uh, uh, so yeah, so we turned it down. It was actually it was it was a dumb deal for us, uh, or it didn't make sense for us to do it. Like, it wasn't fun. wasn't going to make us any money, and it wasn't going to make us any fans. So uh, one, two, three, that's equal. It's always a no. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I do want to take a minute uh, to, to talk about the shows. They were fun. Like the Queens Rock Fest was actually a lot of fun, and, and it, it wasn't better than I thought initially. It was worse than I initially expected, mainly because Arn and Reality Suite dropped out, which sucks for us for a couple of reasons. Um, but it was better than I was expecting after they dropped out. And I will say that I was impressed with our ability to pull in a, like, virgin wild audience and hold them. Like, that was that was awesome. That reminds me of, like, the old days, like, when we used to do, like, Great Adventure and, like, 
you know, corn mazes and stuff like that. And we would just bring people in because it was like fun to watch and, and listen and stuff like that. And I and I forget a lot of times like what what Rebel Nine really is good at. Like, and it's not like we're no party band. We've never been a party band. I'm super super grateful to have songs like San Jose and Another Mistake and even like Steven Seagal where people like to move to them like those are good like I think in the newer batch Side Out might actually be kind of in that same vein but Side Out's not fun man Side Out like the the whole the whole thing behind Side Out because the, the whole lyrically the whole story behind it is really just it's it's because it's a volleyball term if you want to look it up but it's not it's about it's about not winning or losing uh, it's about maintaining control and kind of just stopping losing, <laughs> right? So it's about kind of, it's not necessarily power. It's just, it's really like the ability to have, uh, the ability to have enough control to stop what's happening. And that's, that's why, uh, like that song is never going to be like super fun. <laughs> like, if you're singing that song and you're having a good time, like, God bless you, because that is not, <laughs> that's like, like, if you're just, like, getting ready for a party and you're singing Keep You Near and just, like, laughing and smiling, like, you are not getting the, the message, and that's, and that's fine. If you want to be completely blissfully uh, oblivious to, like, what the songs are about, like, God bless you. Everybody bless you. Like, you know, Allah, like, everybody, like, that is a great gift, if you you're like, you know, brushing your teeth. You're like, yeah, don't hang on. Yeah, ooh, I'm going out tonight. Like, all right. <laughs> like, whatever it takes. But San Jose, I always thought, was a little bit more fun, even though it's a terrible, terrible song. Same with another mistake, but you didn't hear that from me, right? Can you write any happy songs, DJ? It's always a no. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, the thing that Rebel 9 really has always been good at is that we are definitely a sit and listen. Like, I guess we would be, like, album rock, right? Like, if it were the 70s, like, we're going to get high and listen to Rebel 9. Like, that would track. Like, that... <laughs> I'm going to head into my friend's older brother's basement. We're going to drop some acid and we're going to listen to Do No Harm. Yeah, I could totally, totally see that. It's not, like... We are not the band where like seven girls put their shoes in a circle and they dance around it. Like that's not that's not our band. It's funny when we were doing the uh, Diaries live and we had uh, Sam Pollitt open for us. It was like like I didn't even realize it till she <laughs> she was on stage singing. I was like, oh yeah, it's like two bands trying to out depress each other. It's like all right, yeah, it's, I don't know why everybody leaves so sad. <laughs> I mean, I feel like people would leave a Sam Pollitt Rebel 9 show and be like, whew, at least I'm not those guys. Like, way better. <laughs> but it was fun. And uh, it was so great on uh, Friday night. It was a really nice show. Um, it was a really nice show to be a part of. There was, there was definitely some uh, failures on the Rebel 9 part. And it's just, you know, they're kind of internal things that I'm going to have to address and deal with. And... You know, it didn't go completely to our liking and stuff like that, but that that just that's what happens. And maybe we'll talk about some of that during the show. But like for the most part, it was really it was really nice to be back in those kind of like sandbox scene shows and stuff like that. Like yeah, I know we just well we didn't just but our you know we had the one at Village Pub. But it was very similar in nature, probably even more so in the sense that it was like 
you know, just us and, you know, all that other stuff. But, like, you know, um, how many times can I say you know? Probably a lot. Uh, but it was good. Like, G, G I, I got to hand it to G. I think she did a fantastic job. It's very hard to open a show anyway, uh, but she did a fantastic job. But she also did, like, a really good job, like, for her. And that's not a slam. It's a it's a mark of um, kind of improvement over, you know, your your training. Like, I wouldn't say, she, you know, as a Padawan, she's probably not ready for the, the trials. But, I mean, like, she's, she's getting there. She's... She wrote material and like I actually was talking to Noodle about it because Noodle was like, you know, I told her like she should have something like that, you know, it's kind of like a rager, you know, like get people moving. And I'm like, yeah, that's not really what she writes about. Like, and that's not how that stuff comes across. And that never plays super well acoustically anyway. But like, oh, okay. I mean, I suppose that's really good advice coming from a drummer of a mediocre rock band that never wrote a song in his life. I mean, maybe that's good, but I would just argue to kind of, kind of keep sticking with what works for you, and if you happen to have something that you can kind of turn into something, then do that. Um, but I thought it was i thought it was really well done. Like I said, it's very difficult to open a show anyway, uh, but it was fun and nice to see like so many people there, specifically the supporter. I know that Joey from uh, from Neon Skyline just like looked me dead in the face. He's like, I want you to know, like, I'm here to support G. <laughs> which, which I thought was fantastic. It's like, yeah, man, of course. But yeah, you're still going to be here when we play. And of course, you're going to be here with, when Craving plays. But Joey's just so. I don't even know what the word is. Because any other word I'm thinking of is like mean, and it's not mean at all. Like, he's just like. Because I want to use like obnoxious, but like, he's obnoxiously funny. Like, is that. Is Phenoxious? <laughs> Phenoxy? <laughs> like, is that kind of way? It was just, it was just so adamant. It's like, I'm only here to support G. <laughs> it's like, of course you are. <laughs> I should have been like, yeah, I'm only here for the same reason. But, uh, just, you know, that kind of support is super nice. And it's actually something that you just don't see all that often. So it's really nice when you do see it. So I thought that was great. Uh, and also, um, to be perfectly honest, I think that might have been one of the best Craving Strange performances I have seen. I was going to put a time on it, and I think I said something to, to to Jimmy and Frank about it. And I remember thinking, I like like a timeline, like the, in years and months or whatever. And like, and I just figured, I, I thought the sentence just ended there. I think it was one of the best Craving Strange performances uh, I had seen. Uh, and and end of sentence, like it was just, it was really good. Jimmy has an amazing ability to command a room sometimes, and I mean most times, but like this particular time, it was like, oh yes, sir, you know, like, <laughs> like, like, yes, sir, may I have another? It was, it was just great to see, and just like walking the audience through the show. Like, I just, I love when you see that. It was, it was very reminiscent of you know when I've seen like like Bono has done stuff like that, and I don't, you know. I don't mean to imply that Jimmy's any more Irish than the rest of us, and it's certainly, you know, he's a little more down to earth than that dude, but it felt like a very Sunday Bloody Sunday kind of moment when they were doing uh, Say It All, which is the perfect song for that sort of moment, by the way, and I think they just fucking nailed it, because A, they're a pro-level band, B, they wanted to just do a good show, clearly. It seemed like they were all firing on all four cylinders, which... As I've said for 20 years, for a band to actually put something that moves the needle forward, like, there are so many bands out there. Like, there just are. Like, that room was filled with bands, by the way. Like, just filled. And some good ones. Some quite good bands uh, in there. And to move the needle forward, like, 
if if you want to stand apart from the crowd, like y- your band has to be firing on all the cylinders it has, and it just sometimes it's just great. The sound was good, the stage was good, the band was tight, and like I said, like Jimmy just led us through like a fucking cruise director on the love boat. Yeah, like Julie, Julie G. I did have words with Jimmy's mom outside because she keeps telling me how Craving's her favorite band and I keep calling claims of bias, which I think I am completely justified in. I'm not saying I have a better band than Jimmy. I'm just saying, like, you know, if we can't even discuss it because we're related and we're not related, like, that just seems a little disingenuous, but whatever. I think it was Willie's birthday either yesterday or today, so wherever you are, Willie, happy birthday to you. It is always very wonderful to see you. And truly one of the greatest things about you is just how much you love your kid. And, like, God damn it, that's awesome to see. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody loves Jimmy's mom. <laughs> like, like, it's not, I don't know anybody that's ever been like, oh, fucking Willie. Like... I've never met a single soul like uh, Jimmy's mom again. Like <laughs> nobody. Now my mom. That's a <laughs> kid. My kid mom that I haven't spoken to in 15 years. <laughs> Craving's probably my mom's favorite band too. <laughs> I gotta stop talking. I got some music for y'all. Y'all! Because I've been fighting with people down south, so it's y'all. Y'all. All y'all. Plural of y'all. Like, it's it's you, y'all, and all y'all. Like, hey, all y'all. Like, let's start a riot. That's as good of a segue as, as y'all's gonna get. 